How's it going, everybody? Uh, it's a bit of an exciting day in it. Uh, some exciting stuff happened here in Ohio lately, like within the last couple of hours. Some car uh, went into um, tried to attack the FBI office in Cincinnati, Stan, which is by Kentucky, Stan, down down by the river, not deep in the cut, as Christopher. <laughs> I love that phrase, dude. Like, I'm going to tell deep people that's where cut. I live now. Deep in the cut. Uh, where do you live? Deep in the cut, my friend. That's <laughs> chef's, chef's kiss. I love it. So, yeah, some nut bar put on body armor and went to the FBI and got absolutely nothing accomplished. Nothing happened. He, They chased him. I think he got arrested. It didn't work out very well for him at all. As one would predict that it probably wouldn't work out in your favor. Um just a quick, um, you know, a quick observation. Uh, when you're mad at the Federal Bureau of Investigations, mm-hmm. going and attacking their field office is not going to get a result that you're looking for. It's just not going to. It's just not. What, what you, do you by, mean? One by yourself. <laughs> are, are you serious? You, you mean me by myself? If hypothetically I did go to the FBI office that I, I won't be able to make one change at all no change you can't believe in comrade. Uh, you know i am shocked and appalled at that statement sir i know that you are and uh, i'm sorry to disappoint you i bring you more of the same uh, uh it's it's saddens, unfortunate that saddens me deeply uh, it should sadden you but there's um uh the good news is that the browns look great from what i've heard so you know things are looking up for uh uh, our friends up at the lake. So, yeah, um, um, I hear that you know monkeys are being poisoned and attacked over monkeypox fears. I haven't heard anything about this. Could you carry on, please? <laughs> uh, yeah. So apparently, according to the Metro.co.uk, monkeys poisoned and attacked in Brazil over pox fears. So. Uh, it, the story goes on to say primates have been poisoned and physically attacked in Brazil over fears they are linked to the monkeypox outbreak. Like with the coronavirus pandemic, misinformation about the virus has flooded social media. Following a very predictable trend, only this time the poor animals have fallen victim to conspiracy theories. The World Health Organization <laughs> was forced to issue a statement that ridiculous following a number of the attacks what people need to know is <laughs> the transition <laughs> we are seeing is happening between humans spokesperson margaret harris told reporters oh. in geneva on tuesday thanks margie <laughs> yeah thanks madge they, sh- they should certainly not be attacking any animals <laughs> according to the brazilian news site g1 10 monkeys appear to have been poisoned or intentionally injured in less than a week in a natural reserve in Rio Preto, sure. uh, the Sao Paulo state. Oh, okay. This yeah. happened after three cases of monkeypox were reported in the area. Authorities believe such attacks have also have been seen in other parts of the country are driven by fear, and uh, they are connected with the disease. Oh, really? I, I don't. I don't know. Um. So. I, I don't understand why people think actual monkeys are spreading this other than some fuck wit decided to name this virus monkey pox instead of, you know, stop touching each other pox. I don't fucking know. Like, why you got to name it after the monkey? Where are Jimmy pox? They already got blamed for AIDS. 
They did. Yeah, this is don't tr- go to gay orgy pox. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous.com. So anyways, I just thought you should know. Like my sister got monkey pox. Let's go fuck the monkeys up. <laughs> <laughs> they had it coming. Let's teach them virulent monkeys a fucking lesson. Yeah, I mean. So we were talking. Uh, there was an OnlyFans uh, celebrity, a female, because uh, I don't know that many male celebrities except for Quincy Johnson, a friend of ours who uh, is a truck driver and has an OnlyFans where he jerks off and people pay him money. And I'm very proud of him for that. I mean, hey, you know. You got to. Hey, yeah. listen, why you don't do something, uh, you know, for free if you're good at it. And, you know, it, listen, this is this. I believe in a free market. If it, he wouldn't make any money, if there weren't people interested in watching him jerk off. So good for him yeah. for capitalizing on something that he'd otherwise right. do anyway. He for saw nothing. a need in the market and he filled in the gap. Yeah, I'm not being funny either. I love Quincy. I think Quincy's awesome. And I'm glad that he's doing it. I remember when he told us he came onto the show and said that uh, somebody paid him two hundred dollars as a tip. Uh, for just the tip, I guess. No, I'm mm-hmm. not. You know, that was the full, the full length, the full measure. Okay. Uh, but good for him. Like I, I th- hey, listen, if you, I'm going to do an OnlyFans myself. It's I, I, you know, feet, right? Everybody's got feet, and some of you were a bunch of weirdos with feet. So you know what? Why not make a little bit of money off of my middle-aged feet? I mean, maybe five dollars. I'm already walking in them, so might as well try to make some money. Angel probably make the money off them. Chick feet go far, far, mm. far. Uh, nobody wants to see my feet. You'd be surprised. I would be yeah. very surprised. There's some. There's we got downloads in Michigan. There is somebody in Detroit that literally is rubbing their hands together after hearing what I just said. They're like, right? Is really gonna do it? Uh, yes, she ooh, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I doubt it. Like drop them links in the show notes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, she's not going to do the feet thing. But I, hey, listen, if she did, I, I you know, I wouldn't oppose. I'd to probably it. get pissed off at at the OnlyFans site because something wouldn't work right, and I'd give up like after the third day. Be like, fuck this. this and I'm the much. tech tard. That's not right. I'm not a tech tard. I just I'm tired. That's all. Okay, I'm tired. That is all. Okay, when well, we're done. To, when you, no, you are you are a tech tard. She is tech apathetic. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. I want to ask you this. Okay. We are not a partisan show. We don't play for a team. We play for our team, which is <laughs> our friends, uh, by the way. And, you know, by the way, I, they just changed all of the uh, COVID, the, the COOF, uh, CDC is like, oh, now you don't need to stay six feet apart, like we told you two and a half years ago. W- like, which was nothing but an arbitrary distance that they made up like, to begin with. Yeah, they're just like, okay, we'll do six feet. <laughs> and then, of course, somebody in Europe is like, how many meters is that? We don't know. Yeah, we don't yeah. care. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I literally don't know. I don't. And I. And you know what? Angel's right. I really don't. No, I don't. I don't. We use feet. Six feet would be roughly two meters, wouldn't it? There we go. See, like, that's why Christopher is here to provide that along with. <laughs> it could be way off. There's somebody like seething at this. Like, <laughs> you, you bloody, you bloody yeah. ganks in your stupid freedom units. <laughs> Isn't it? Didn't you go to school and learn your maths, mate? <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody's going to be like, well, like Brian, uh, bless him. He'd be like, well, it's easier. It's uh, in in units of 10. Don't care. Don't care if it's easier. I literally don't care if it's easier. I would rather do it more difficult 
Like I said, 300 meters, I, that, that could be from here to Chinatown in Chicago. I don't know what that is. You tell me 300 yards, and I can literally see it. I don't even have to close my eyes. I know what 300 yards looks like. It's just what we're accustomed to. And by the way, there was a law passed by stupid Congress who's sucked since the beginning. They passed the law back in the 1870s, I believe it was, putting on uh, the United States on the metric system. And the country has roundly rejected and, and refused to cooperate. And we're like, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not. We're just not doing that. Um, I mean, I know, you know, when it comes to the metric system, like nine millimeter, I think that that's, uh, you know, 7.62, 5.56. It has its place. I mean, as you often say, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, you know? So. There, you have it. there you have it. And right Chris, Christopher was absolutely correct. Six feet is, a, is approximately... 1.829 meters or if you round up two meters so he you're absolutely correct we're rounding up we're rounding up good job nice that's job. what i do with my penis size round it up <laughs> i round everything up <laughs> i round it up by three inches <laughs> give me an even four baby oh. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> yeah but the best part is if a girl says hey are you are you serious be like well you just have to come over here and find out now don't you you know right. what I mean? So there could be a little bit of a teaser there, a little bit. Might get a little bit of a surprise. You might find out what this all taters no meat life is like. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal today. It's absolutely <laughs> brutal. So I don't know if any of you heard uh, Glorious Warlord, the former leader of the free world, uh, Comrade Trump, whom uh, is either the best president uh, or the worst president. Trust me, he's not worse than Woodrow Wilson. Not even. Depending on which retard you're talking to. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, uh, Merrick Garland uh, is responsible. Apparently, the the MAGA people are blaming Merrick Garland uh, for personally approving the search. I'm hearing that he actually did approve the search to go to Mar-a-Lago and raid uh, Comrade Trump's stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, There's people making a case for like how... They never they can never, you know, identify. In fact, I want to quote this tweet because it really stuck with me. I think you'll like it. This is from Carrie, and that's at Carrie C-A-R-E-Y underscore Welder W-E-D or Wedler W-E-D-L-E-R. She says, for those who, who just learned the FBI is authoritarian trash, dot dot dot, they ran a child porn site to fight child porn, used the NSA to spy on Americans without a warrant lure unstable people into committing terrorist acts and have failed to stop mass shooters despite knowing their threats. They really ran the child porn site. We talked about that with Sal on. Yeah, they got they got like the biggest database of child pornography in the entire world. Yeah. Disprove it. It I'm not trying to disprove it. Not you, not you, (laughs) uh, but the detractors and the know-it-alls. Who are like, well, actually, I now remember this. Actually, it's a necessary evil. (laughs) Like so many other things I'm told that are necessary evils. It's just like that uh, in the South Park episode where the the police chief decides to be a hooker to catch all the people that are using hookers. And he actually goes through with it and like allows them to have sexual intercourse with him. And he collects all the evidence in a bag. 
like and all of farts the, it out he farts it out of his asshole and all the cum goes inside a ziploc bag and like it's like sir you actually really didn't have to have sex with these people and he just kept going on sucking dick and taking it in the ass so <laughs> i guess you know hey when you love your work you love your work yeah you know? right. I mean, we should all be so lucky to show up to work every day with that kind of enthusiasm <laughs> you know what i mean what do you got going on today i'm taking it in the rear honey and just counting this money oh Hey, you know what? Different hey, strokes you for know, different blokes. If that government agency wants to take it up the ass, I guess, you know, <laughs> go ahead and let them. I mean, yeah. why not? You might as well follow suit. He ain't gay, man. That's just his hustle. Yeah, that's yeah. It's not gay if you have socks on and the balls don't touch. In which case, or, the, or there's an odd number of dudes. That's also true. Yeah. So we, we, we've heard all of these things. We know there are there are eight. <laughs> Throw that in the rule book. We could always the unwritten Todd rules. the gay as well. We could Todd the no 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 Todd the gay is a normal person who is with a regular guy. Well no, he I mean do he, it for for work. He could <laughs> confirm if it if it's not gay as long as you're wearing socks and your balls don't touch. Well, I'm gonna tell you what Todd told me years ago, like nine years ago, almost ten years ago. Uh we had uh, my wife and I had gone up to this place near Cleveland called Legacy Village. It's in Beechwood. Uh, those of you, Christopher knows where it's at. Uh, we know where it's at. The Cheesecake Factory. So of course, we know where it is. Come on. <laughs> right. Come on. What are we doing here? So we had gone out to dinner and then we went to Crate and Barrel, a store, which I'm surprised they even let me in the door because I just spent all my money at a different restaurant. I was I was tapped because rich people go to the Crate and Barrel, uh, not, you know, the hoi polloi like myself. And we're looking around and there's this this fella who literally is light in his loafers. He was walking very daintily, you know, and he was walking a little bit, dare I say, feminine, and which is okay. I mean, I wasn't mad. And and Todd looks at him and follows him with his eyes. And I'm like thinking to myself, are you checking out this man in front of your man? Like, like Greg's right here. And then he turns around and follows him. He looks at me and then he goes, you should walk like a fucking man. And then keeps like, he was pissed. And then Greg just looks at me. And for those of you that are, that are doing the audio, he just squints his eyes and just shakes his head like this. He's like, oh, whatever. Like that. <laughs> like, you know, Todd trying to flex. But he told me. He told me that if it walks like a gay and talks like a gay, it's a gay. That's what he said. Only he used a pejorative, which I'm not going to repeat on the show. Uh, but it's you know synonymous with being a bundle of sticks. If it talks like a bundle of sticks and walks like a bundle of sticks, it's a bundle of sticks. That's what he or t- or in bloody old England, a cigarette, Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's a cigarette. <laughs> yes. Um, and then he also he also said that some sometimes he, um, you know, hates the bundle of sticks and or cigarette. He got mad at us <laughs> for putting the gay pride flag in our show notes. He goes, is that the pride flag? I go, well, yeah. He goes, I hate that. And I'm like, Todd, what, what team are we playing for here? I thought I was playing for you. I, I, I'm supportive. He does, he's he's a gay fellow who doesn't like gay fellows. I don't know what that's all about. Um, he really doesn't like um, uh, people who cross dress. He doesn't like that at all um, because he says that there's differences between, you know, gay folk and folk that dress like girls or I don't know. I can't get involved because we're going to get banned. Um, so whatever, um, I think you should do whatever you want and Todd should not be so mad. He really hates Hillary Clinton though. He took a video when he, he was, and he's, he's Mr. Trump train. He messaged me 
and uh, said that the, he was so pissed off because Mar-a-Lago got raided. He has the hat. He wears it to the mall. He, I mean, he had a sign in front of his house and he re- recorded himself calling, he's saying, fuck you, Hillary, you commie, and saying it loud enough for his liberal neighbor because he hates liberals. Like, oh, no, no, it's he has Ted Nugent for a president bumper sticker. Like, he's wild. He's a wild man. <laughs> he's, he's a hard righty. He's a hard righty. And I mean, gay porn hard righty. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So... They raided at our comrade Trump's place. Mm-hmm. They're saying that he might be indicted. Well, Angel disagrees. Angel thinks that if they go after him, the whole house of cards will come down because he's just one corrupt idiot amongst hundreds of corrupt idiots, which is true. Yeah. But I think that just like Alex Jones, they're looking to make an example out of this man. And um, I think that the uh, the possibilities are limitless. Now. I mean, it depends on on what the situation is. I mean, right? Like, I definitely feel like they're grasping at straws a little hardcore. Okay, that's right. that's kind of. I'm not saying like I mean, we are. I'm not a Trump supporter by any means, but like, I can't help but feel like this is the establishment ploy because if they can get if they can get him on charges that'll pretty much guarantee that he won't run for president again yes. and, and and ultimately above anything else that's that's their goal because if their goal was truly justice then you know how about doling out some punishments for hunter biden or uh you know you yeah know, his good old dad that's uh lubing up the uh the business deals for him yeah, I think they have to be careful, though, because whatever they do decide if they proceed with charging um, Trump with anything, um, they have to follow suit. They're setting a legal precedent. Anytime they do something that they haven't done before, they're setting a legal precedent, which means every case after will technically try to point to that case as their reasoning for or against whatever is occurring. Um, So they have to be careful because like once you start down that path, then others can go down that path and others can be, you know, have the same charges brought up against them. And so it's one of those things where you have to be careful. Yeah, I think that that's a fair point. I think both both fair points. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know what? If I'm a conservative, I'll be honest with you. Like if I had to put on that dirty hat and sit here and talk mm-hmm. about what I want, I wouldn't want that guy running no matter how much I like him. I'll be honest with you, because if you thought it was bad before it, like the media is just gonna, and you know what? And this works to DeSantis's advantage because I believe that King DeSantis is going to get the, is going to run and is most likely going to get the nomination. And I think, uh, I, I I forget who said it, that DeSantis is more of a polished Trump. Like he's has kind of the same ideas about policy and, um, you know, his attack on the COVID restrictions and all that good stuff. DeSantis has a lot of his qualities, but DeSantis is a polished. He's a politician. He's a real pol- a little more decorum, if yes. you will. Yeah. And he's he's wide. He's wildly popular with a lot of the righties. And I I'm, I don't. I don't dislike the guy. I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a fan, but I, I, they're far like Gavin Newsom, I think is a real problem. That guy has turned California into a dump. I mean, the voters and everybody else who's allowed this crap to go on, they're partly responsible, I guess, 
But Gavin Tusum Newsom, like he's 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 a problem. Like that son of a bitch is is garbage. And you know, if we're gonna rank, if we're gonna play the game, the lesser of two evils, which we've been told is what needs to be done every two to four years, depending on which election sticks for the Senate. Um <laughs> definitely Gavin Tusum Newsom is the greater of the two evils, in my opinion. Again, Florida demonstrated that through this whole crap that we had to endure. They ignored everything. They did whatever they wanted. Florida, like Lord DeSantis, King of the Floridas, all of them, including the islands, they were they, people like people moved there because of the restrictions in other places in the country. People moved to, 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 to Florida. Didn't Florida. didn't AOC and her man vacation there? Maskless. Uh, to, to yeah, to flout COVID restrictions that they oh. so champion in their home territory. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, everybody wanted to date her. That's usually her fallback. Oh, uh, that's her fallback. Yep. She's a hollerback girl. As she, as she shows you the whites of her eyes. Yeah, she's bug-eyed. <laughs> crazy. She's crazy. And, you know, it's funny. Like, again, she got an economics degree from, I think, Boston University. I want to know who what, right? who was your fucking teacher. <laughs> <laughs> what did you write right. about? Like, you, you went to you got a degree in economics from Boston University, it sounds like you went to the Lenin School. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I mean, like, no, it's wild. Every time, that's why I laugh when I read, like, you know, like old history from the Soviet Union and people like who had defected or what have you. Like, they got their degree from Moscow State University in economics. What could possibly be an economics degree in a communist country? They go to sit down and say, listen, comrades, please. Just so you know, capitalism is exploitive and is no good. Here we have lines. For the breads, you get the one loaves, vodka as much as you like, because if you are drunk, things are easier to take into consideration, like having no foods. And wait, like having no foods. No foods. <laughs> no foods. You have to wait in the line for a long time, but when you are drunk and have a cigarette, it's better for you. So <laughs> you agree, you congratulations, and now you are economist. Remember, the central planning yeah. is the way forward. It is the way forward. Yeah. One bag of grain plus two AK-47s means death to peasants. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Specifically Ukrainians. Yes, yes specifically Ukrainian farmers. <laughs> Seven million of them in one year. We are world champion. One year, seven millions. We kill many peoples for the brains. Kill many people. Oh, what a disaster! So yeah, I always laugh. Like you got it. Oh, you got his degree from uh, the Lenin School. It's like oh. oh, oh. <laughs> I guess we all should sit down. <laughs> yeah. Like, our our textbook was a Sears catalog. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. Here's a question for you. I'm deep in I'm like balls deep in the Cold War stuff now, because those of us that grew up at the tail end of it, thank goodness uh, that it didn't get hot. But like that was a big part of our like childhood. Right. Like a lot of you that are listening don't remember the, the Germany being two colors. Right. You don't remember like, you, you know, Uzbekistan, uh, Azerbaijan, Georgia, Ukraine, Belarus, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, all these different countries were, were all one solid uh dark pink color for the soviet union right so like you don't know what it's like to see it. so we grew up with that right and there was this this nuclear war threat but we didn't really you know you're a kid you don't really have a sense of your mortality and by then don't give me the bullshit about oh i did duck and cover in the 80s no you didn't there was no duck and cover in the 1980s stop with the bullshit don't lie you did not go through that 
Okay. What's the deal with people just making shit up all the time? It's too? that Mandela thing. Again, Brian ruined everything with that goddamn Mandela effect. Now it's the, the Berenstein Bears. What's next? The Zebernstein Bears? Like, were they just going to be Zebers at one point in time? Like, they're like, you got it wrong for 40 years, okay? Go screw yourself. No, seriously. People, like, have these memories that they think that they have, these false memories. And it didn't happen. I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm like, well, what if it was the other way around? And they're trying to like, you know, uh, George Orwell us like the, you know, putting it in the memory hole. Like, I don't know. I don't trust anybody anymore. I'm like Eddie. There's Nazi conspirators that changed the Berenstein Bears. I agree. I know. I don't know. It's like we must de-Jewify the name. And I honestly. It is not Stein. It is Stein. I honestly don't remember if it was Stein or Stein. Or, well, I mean, I was a kid. I don't remember. Listen, I don't know. I liked those books when I was a kid. I'm, I can tell you that. I wasn't a Berenstein Bears guy. I was a choose your own adventure guy. That was my Ooh. book. Yeah, mm. I like those too. See, the bookmobile dude showed up and you got in there before everybody else because my last name starts with a C. So I got in there a little ahead of everybody else. And usually the choose your own because the choose your own adventure, like it was kind of. Christopher, I don't know if he can attest to this because this is how I felt. If you selected, you're like, do you do this or you do that? If you select this, you have to like thumb through to page like 46 or whatever, and you could end up dead. Your, your, your character dies because you chose the wrong adventure to go on. So it's kind of like anxiety inducing. It's like, oh, man, like, what do I do? Of course, you go back if you screw up and you're like, all right, I, now I know. It's like a video game, yeah. right? You get another life. It's like, I immediately regret this decision. That's right. But I love the Choose Your Own Adventure books, man. Those were super fun. Uh, great memories that I have one still somewhere in the used guys book depository that's not located in Dallas where John Kennedy was murdered by the CIA. Um, somewhere around here, I have one with the Red Baron because, uh, you know, me, as, once again, even back then as a kid, World War One was kind of like my jam. Um, but I, I kept that book from the bookmobile and the bookmobile has gone to greener pastures. Rest in peace, bookmobile. Um, what a great day in book fair day. Book fair day was always awesome. I was always able to get a little extra cash, go in there and I would get the NFL pencils with like the football helmets and stuff on them. I would get those. I would get the special erasers that lasted a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Get some of those, get a couple of books. And the thing is, is man, like I've always been a big reader. Like I, I would much rather spend my time like people. We would go outside. Let me tell you these, these goddamn kids, I'm going to start sounding like a curmudgeon again. And you're going to understand why. These kids, when we, when I, I can't, I don't know if Christopher had this, but like behind the school that we had three flags, first of all, when you went to lunch. Okay. The green flag meant you go outside, the grass, it's fine. You can go play on the grass and do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. If there was a yellow flag, it meant, hey, stay off the grass because it's muddy outside and we don't want you trekking in all this mud, which we ignored regularly. I got in trouble <laughs> so many times. Because we would play tackle football in the mud and then we would all make all the teachers be so mad at us because there'd just be this long shit brown color of mud going through the hallways as we went back to class because we play tackle football. I mean, this is a man's game. This is not for the faint of heart. And then we would play tackle football on the pavement, uh, especially if it snowed. Uh, then you would play on the pavement and tackle each other. I mean, I, I don't know how many pairs of jeans my mother God bless her. Such a like, like she would bitch and complain, but she would get me another pair of jeans or she would patch them. I don't know if anybody else's parents patched the uh, like the knees and stuff. You would patch it like glue on the patch or sew on the patch. 
uh, for the hole in the jeans. Uh, there's only so many times you could do that, and then it just becomes ridiculous looking. Not that one patch isn't ridiculous looking in 1988. There's a lot of things <laughs> they could have made fun of you for. That was just one of the many things they made fun of you for. And then the red flag was that you can't go outside, so you go to the gym, and that's when the war happened. The war happened because it was dodgeball. And dodgeball in a small, like this gym wasn't a full size, like a high school gym with like a full size basketball court. It was a little bit smaller. So there's less places, less distance. And we aimed for the head every single time. Like we were real sons of bitches back in the day. Like we really like. Brutal. Yeah. Recess was war. Like we went and, and like, I remember getting in like people, myself, like getting into arguments and fights over what a first down was for those of you. And for those of you in the United Kingdom and the rest of the world, football for you is a game that you play with your feet mm-hmm. naturally because it's football. You got the, you guys are right. We play a modified version of football, which is based on rugby. Now, in our football, you have to get a first down within four tries. OK, so first down means you get another set of downs. I believe in rugby, you have like one set and then you have to kick the ball away regardless. So we had to modify these rules because 10 yards gets you a first down. But there's not room for that. It's two completions, two pass completions as a first down, no matter how short or how long they were. Okay. So then we would argue if it was too short, like a lateral, that doesn't count and kids would get into fights with each other. It was great. Like growing up back then was awesome. Like it was awesome. When I got a Nintendo, dude, oh, it was the best. I got Tecmo Bowl. I thought like I I have the mini one, you know, the mini Nintendo uh, NES. It's got Tecmo Bowl on there, man. It takes you right back to Christmas morning. It's such a beautiful. Every time you hear the music come on, it's just. Dude, I love that thing. I don't use it as much, but like, and then when, of course, I turn on the original Legend of Zelda and you hear that music and it's just like, oh, my God. Simpler times, folks. It was a better life. It really was. I had no mortgage. No car payment, <laughs> no bills, um, everything, you know, everything was great. But uh, anyway, so that so that's how we grew up. And then the bookmobile would come around. That was like half of your day because they take you in shifts, you know, like they take, uh, you know, the kids to A's and B's and then C, D and E would go. And then they would, you would have like 20 minutes to fool around and like get whatever you wanted to. Anyway, it was it was a better life back then. But um, carrying on with today's topic. Okay. Amongst many others, we don't believe Angel doesn't believe that Comrade Trump, glorious Comrade Trump, will get into trouble. I don't I I don't say don't believe it. I just say I'm not 100 percent sure because I don't know what they've gone after. And I'm sure that they've probably thought that through um, and have decided, well, it has to be a specific set of circumstances. Otherwise, we could all fucking get in trouble. Right. Like. I don't know the extent of what they're trying to do, but like my whole thing is if it's something that somebody else or others have possibly done or have done or might do in the future, they, you know, they might want to hold off on, you know, actually like charging him with something because they could also be charged for it. And so they're very careful to watch their own ass, you know, so I don't know. That's that's what I, I okay. said. All right. Fair enough. So there's an article that um, really caught my attention because we've heard a lot of talk. Like, in fact, speaking to as we segue from uh, his lordship, Comrade Trump, 
getting raided in DeSantistan. I'm surprised Lord DeSantis didn't step in. Maybe this works for Lord DeSantis to so keep keep the uh, negative attention to uh, Comrade Trump while he marches towards getting elected to the big chair. I mean, if he runs against Joe Biden, if he loses, the, appre- the apprentice becomes the master. <laughs> dude, dude, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I was thinking that too. <laughs> good, yeah, good. <laughs> for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, I can't help you. Um, this is interesting, though, and you know, I enjoy I want you guys to listen to this article. We're going to read this article. It's uh, from unheard.com. The writer, the illustrious author of this article is Dominic Sandbrook. So Dominic, Dom Sandbrook, put this together for us. Try to find, if you can, the things that we may find troublesome, at least I find troublesome from this article. It's not a bad read. And, you know, I like to go through these articles with the audience just to see. I want to get uh, your take on it, uh, all of you, and especially here uh, with you guys' family. Tell me what you think. So here we go. The title of this article is America's Tribes Are Ready for War. After Mar-a-Lago, the middle ground has been plundered. Thursday, the 22nd of May, 1856, was a sunny, sleepy day in Washington, D.C., as Preston Brooks, by the way, nobody's named Preston anymore. It's a shame. It's a nice name. The Democratic representative from South Carolina's 4th District strolled into the Senate chamber. The air felt hot and heavy. I don't know if he read his journal, if he knows that's actually how it felt. Uh, the Senate's bidness had wound down. The galleries had almost emptied. Brooks glanced up and waited for the last spectators to leave. It was important. He thought that no ladies were present to watch what he had planned. No, he wasn't. He did not rape uh, somebody else. No, that was this is a different kind of unpleasant. No sexual assault took place, at least that we know of. When he was satisfied, Brooks walked over to the desk of Massachusetts Republican Senator Charles Sumner, who was busy writing and barely even looked up. Between the two men was no love lost. Brooks, who walked with a cane after having been injured in a youthful duel, was a passionate defender of slavery. Sumner, by contrast, is one of the nation's most outspoken abolitionists. Only days earlier, he had delivered a blistering speech mocking Brooks's cousin, Senator Andrew Butler, as a hapless Don Quixote-style knight devoted to the harlot slavery, end quote. To Brooks, the speech seemed an intolerable affront. At first, he had considered challenging Sumner to a duel, but decided against it on the grounds that the Massachusetts politician was no gentleman. <laughs> That's great. <clears throat> but he had remained determined to take his revenge. And now Sumner glanced dismissively up. Brooks spoke, Mr. Sumner. I have read your speech twice over carefully, he said quietly. It is a libel on South Carolina and Mr. Butler, who is a relative of mine. At that, Sumner tried to rise, but Brooks was too quick for him. He lifted his thick, his thick gutta percha cane with its heavy golden top and bought and brought it down savagely on Sumner's head again and again. Sumner fell. Blood trickled down from his face. He was trapped behind his desk. He could not get up. Still, the blows rained down. Brooks lashing away like a man possessed. Sumner was unconscious now. At last, for some of Brooks' colleagues, managed to pull him off. A pool of blood spread across the Senate floor. Ladies and gentlemen, if we could only be so lucky that politicians would go at it like this on a regular basis, it would definitely make C-SPAN a little more interesting. Although Charles Sumner didn't die that afternoon, the sheer violence of the assault struck many Americans, even at the time, as a terrible harbinger of the horror ahead. But while thousands of anti-slavery Northerners joined rallies in Sumner's support, the reaction in the South was very different. 
I hope you're paying attention to how this article is going and how the author is crafting it. Okay. Okay. Ordinary people sent Brooks hundreds of new canes to replace his own shattered weapon. One was inscribed, hit him again. Many Southern politicians insisted that Sumner had exaggerated his injuries, dismissing the fake news of the abolitionist media. (laughs) Yeah, see where I'm going? (laughs) The parallels are becoming clear. Fog has lifted. Uh, And on the fire-breathing wing of the Southern press, there was no doubt about who really was in the wrong. Brooks's attack was was good in conception, better in execution, and best of all, in consequences, declared the Richmond Inquirer a periodical of great note at the time. Uh, But no Billings Gazette. Ideally, it is said, the vulgar abolitionists in the Senate should be lashed into submission. Today, historians see the Brooks-Sumner confrontation as a milestone on the United States road to the Civil War, encapsulating the collapse of civility, the triumph of tribalism, and the disappearance of the political middle ground. I have been thinking about it a lot over the past couple of years. I'm sure you have been, Dominic. And I thought about it again this week amid the frenzied reaction to the FBI's raid on Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, Stan, where he is alleged to have taken and even tried to destroy confidential government documents. Put aside, if you can, your own views about the rights and wrongs of the FBI raid. Perhaps it's really a sign of the overreach of the deep state determined to smear and undermine a decent American patriot. Or perhaps it's a welcome reminder that nobody, not even a former president, is above the law, which we know is BS. They are above the law. We have demonstrated that regularly. Perhaps you think Donald Trump isn't the kind of man who would trample roughshod over the rules and conventions. Perhaps you simply can't imagine him making off the classified records and trying to flush them down the turlet. Or perhaps you think he is, and you can. But this really isn't the issue. Does anybody really see the fate of Donald Trump's paperwork as the most pressing challenge facing the American Republic? The more interesting question, as with the caning of Charles Sumner in 1856, is what the whole whole imbroglio tells about the health or otherwise of the American politic. As soon as the news of the FBI raid broke, Republicans almost unanimously rushed to denounce the agency's abuse of power and to defend the former president as a victim of a witch hunt. Would they, I wonder, have said the same thing if the FBI had raided Hillary Clinton's house in search of her controversial private emails? I doubt it somehow. And it works the other way around. The same Democrats uh, glorying in Mr. Trump's embarrassment today would have been appalled if the FBI applied the same tactics to Mrs. Clinton yesterday. You don't hear many liberal Democrats wondering if the FBI was a bit heavy handed. You just don't find many conservatives insisting that nobody must be above the law. And if you didn't find many pro-slavery Southerners in 1856 rushing to condemn Preston Brooks in the 2020s as in the 1850s, tribalism is total and partisanship is all. To get a sense of what successors to those antebellum Southern editorialists are thinking, he just equated Okay, the author just equated antebellum Southern editorialists, so like the Richmond editorial, whatever that rag was, Uh with Fox News. I turned to Fox News. First up was a conservative classical historian, Victor Davis Hanson. Quote, Biden administration is using Soviet style tactics to crush its political opponents and quote, read the banner at the bottom of the screen. Hanson was in was in no doubt the FBI raid was a plot by Democrats running the national security state. They believe they more, they're morally superior to America and therefore any means are necessary or justifiable for their morally superior ends, he said uh, grimly. Right now, we don't have the rule of law in Washington. 
that I thought is a pretty bleak thing to say about your own government. Uh, Dominic and I disagree. Uh, an odd thing, too, since the director of the FBI, Christopher Ray, is an avowed card-carrying Republican. And once again, this individual is equating party loyalty with uh, loyalty to the system and uh, the way things right. work. I was just going to say, I was just going to say that absolutely 100%. Like, there's a difference between what you just said, party loyalty and loyalty to the system as a whole and the agenda progressing forward. Because as we all know, the agenda stays the same no matter who's in office. Yeah, even uh, that... Uh, even Vladimir Putin said that, but like, we don't care who we deal with because it's the same story over and over again. And believe me, this isn't an excuse for them. I think he's a fuckwit and um, a war criminal, amongst many other things. But with that being the case, they know how to deal with us because they get a turnover every four years. But it's the same agenda, like like you were saying. I had, a, I had a quick look at his biography. It turns out he went to the same New York private school as Donald Trump Jr., then the same Massachusetts boarding school, Phillips Academy, as two as the two Bush presidents. He served in George W. Bush's administration and was appointed to run the FBI by Donald Trump himself. I suppose it's just plausible that Ray had been playing a very long game and has been a radical leftist all along. Or it's possible that despite his long Republican service, he's a man of such careerist self-interest and deep moral spinelessness that in the last two years, he's, he's allowed himself to become a puppet of the sick neo-Stalinist running the Biden administration. Possible, but not terribly probable. Anyway, back to Fox News. Maybe the conservative talk show host Greg Gutfeld would be uh, a bit of perspective or at least lighten the mood. Not a bit of it. The FBI raid had been a cold-bloodedly planned, Gutfield said, to provoke Mr. Trump's supporters, inciting them into another January 6th. They, the deep state, wanted an excuse to track down more Republicans and people in red hats. Walls are closing in. Tick, tick, tick. Boom. This is it. End quote. Once again, dark territory. You can easily forget at the heart of all of this is basically an argument about some paperwork. But of course, the paperwork isn't the point. The point is the existential apocalyptic all or nothing conflict between the right and between, excuse me, right, not the right, right and wrong, good and evil, blue and red, which, as we're all being told, is a struggle for the soul of America. Another Fox host, Will Kane, put it very starkly, quote, a day after the FBI's raid on former President Trump, he told his viewers, we are starting to see what a permanent national split looks like, a divorce. Nobody wants to say it out loud, but it's true. And this is not simply a break between Democrats and Republicans. No, that's too simple. What we're seeing is a divide between people who are willing to use the power of the state to silence their opponents and those who are unwilling, end quote. Dominic says, put aside the exaggeration of that final sentence, and is he wrong? There are tens of millions of Americans who do not follow politics closely, do not spend their time shouting at their opponents on social media, and certainly don't see themselves as foot soldiers in some future civil war. But mm -hmm. in many ways, the reaction to the FBI raid feels precisely kind of like kind of the thing you'd hear, you'd, you'd see in an early chapter of some books titled How the Second Civil War Began. The partisanship, the distrust, the belief that your adversaries are part of a giant, malevolent conspiracy, the dismissal of facts that don't fit, and above all, the sense, as in the late 1850s, that the stakes could not be higher. Walls are closing in, tick, 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 boom. Is talk of a new civil war ludicrous? The Oxford history professor Adam Smith, one of the shrewdest observers of American politics, I know that's what Dominic is saying, recently sketched out a scenario for the Sunday Times suggesting that red America and blue America would become increasingly antagonistic entities Competing for the allegiance of uh, of a clutch of divided purple states. Uh, 
In this scenario, he writes, it is easy to imagine that with the Republican majority on the Supreme Court baked in for decades, an electoral system that gives an advantage to rural Republican states, the big Democrat states such as California and New York will push for more and more autonomy. They should. I fully support that. And if the federal government pushed back, who knows what might happen? Even at its grassroots level, you can see signs of trouble. Writing for Unheard in January, the SAS James Pogue reported that in his rural Northern California county, quote, there is a very totalizing war of worldviews touched off by the pandemic and resistance to expert advice. Did you hear that? Expert advice that changed Mm. in state action led by militia aligned factions that think that local government betrayed the country's free living values by participating in California's COVID protocols, end quote. There haven't, Pogue noted, been any bombings or shootings, but there have been fights and much of the local police force is more or less openly sympathetic to radical faction. The right in the, co- in the, con- in the county is now almost entirely alienated from other structures of government and it's hard to see how the situation could change. Too bleak, perhaps. When I visited America before Easter, it didn't feel like a country on the brink. The sun shone, the shops were busy, people wandered happily about, and fr- as friendly and hospitable as ever. In two weeks, I didn't hear a single remark about politics, nor did I see a single MAGA hat or Trump t-shirt, and this is in Florida. But I would probably have said similar things in the summer of 1856, too. The sun often shines before the storm, and that's the end of the article. Okay, what we noticed from this, the majority of his references were towards the right. There was only one single solitary reference to the left, meaning that the way the author is seeing this is is a very one-sided revolt, as if And you know what? The last thing he said down here at the bottom of the article. So when we're talking about what America, you know, coming to America before Easter didn't feel like a country on the brink. You go anywhere where we live and you're going to see that everywhere. People don't argue politics in the streets. They don't talk about it at the local greasy spoon. They're busy getting on with their day and doing regular crap that regular Americans do, you know, going to work taking care of their families, hanging out with their friends, playing music, doing stuff they like doing. Mm -hmm. We talk about it because we're interested in it because it's also good to have, you know, your ear to the ground to see if something's coming. Is something coming? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I think a lot of people have this idea in their head. Now, there can be a, a, I guess you could say, a cold war within like the culture war where people are like, do I see the divide growing? Well, yeah, there's certain things, in my opinion, that drive that divide. One of them is gun control. That is a huge bellwether. In fact, that's a litmus test for a lot of us. As soon as you think, well, I don't think you should own, I stop listening. I I stop listening. I I have no interest in carrying a conversation further from that point. I don't think you should own a blank. I I don't care what you have to say after that. It's null and void. I I don't care what you say. Um, and that's a huge problem. The other problem that people see, the conservatives, which have never restricted the size of government in their history of ever, okay, they've never shrank anything, still think that this is a war between big government socialists on the left and they, the freedom-loving constitutionalist George Washington types, right? Well, what they don't realize is that they too expand the government, but they just expand the government in areas that they that they think are, are the right or prudent ways to do it. Like, for example, telling people, you know, if they should have an abortion or not, or should they be allowed to do that? Um, same sex marriage was a big deal for a long time. It's, I'm not surprised that it hasn't popped up yet, since this seems to be what the hill that they want to die on is telling other people what to do uh, with, with their bodies. Again, I think you should be able to kill your baby. 
I don't care what you do. It's none of my business. Do I think it's right? It doesn't matter whether they think it's right. It's none of my business. It's none of your business either. So why don't you just mind your own fucking business and not ask people or get involved? You know what I mean? As long as they're not asking you to pay for it, shut up. It's none of your, it's not your problem. Is it wrong? It's not up to you to decide what's wrong for somebody else. And that's where the conservatives lose me completely, completely. Yeah, you have it going all, oh, you know, ask, ask the local Republican Party how they feel if, if we should, if, if American citizens should be allowed to own fully automatic weapons. I will bet you $10 they will balk at that and be like, well, you know what, like machine guns? Yeah, machine guns. Well, then I'm telling you right now, you're going to pay me. You can pay me $5 right now to get out of the bed. I'll let you off cheap. But I'm going to tell you right now, they don't agree with positions like what we have, the three of us, for example. And, and we're considered unreasonable, by the way, by, by both of these, especially, you know, Democrats or what have you. I mean, like, like, like real blue state Democrats. Again, Christopher and I have pointed out, so is Angel several times, Nancy Pelosi liberal from Marin County versus somebody in Stark County that happens to vote Democrat are worlds apart from each other. You know what I mean? They may want more uh, social safety nets. They may want, you know, in, you know, increase in Medicaid benefits and stuff like that. But they still love to shoot rifles and or, you know, as American as, as apple pie. You know what I mean? There's they just have certain socially liberal beliefs. And, and that's OK. I can understand that. I can I can grasp those concepts. You know, people that actually do want to help other people. I just disagree with the method of how they're helping them with like people's other people's money. But I understand that there's a lot of people who really do want to help others and they want to utilize the power of the state to do that. That's kind of where we kind of go the other way. We're like, well, you know, not exactly. I don't you know, that's not my problem nor my responsibility. If I choose to make it that then that's my business. Um, maybe people disagree with that. But that entire article was you know, attacking those who support Mr. Trump. And the thing is, is I don't. If the majority of Republicans support him. You have a serious problem on your hands because if the government, if, if let's say this whole thing is nefarious, guys, let's say this whole plan has been orchestrated by the deep state and there's people pulling strings, blah, 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 right? Whatever. If that's true, you're validating their narrative. You're, you're, you're fulfilling their own prophecy. They're, 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 right now, they're looking and saying, see, I told you they're after him. This is a plot against him. And he's trying to save the children or do all the things that he never did. Um, he never stopped, whatever. This is how you get Pizzagate. This is how you get a guy shooting up a pizza shop. You're it's, a, it's, it's another Q drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just turns out to be Turkish amphetamine in your ass. <laughs> but uh, Oops, one of the balloons popped. Oh, oh the full dose. Yeah, I mean, this is validating their narrative. You're, you're, let's, it's kind of the same thing when you run all of the, the shithead Nazis and the white nationalists off of all of these major platforms. What they're doing is they're going into darker corners saying, see, I told you, I told all of you fence sitters that they would do this. They don't want to hear the truth. They want to keep us quiet. You're validating the narrative. You're saying, well, you know, if they keep talking, they could potentially influence people that want to hear that crap are going to find it. They're going to find it. And once again, prohibition does not lead to the abstinence result you're looking for. Like I have a relative uh, out. Never does. No, it, it never does. My relative out east, he hates he hates drugs. He's a, he's a drunk. He's an alcoholic. Loves to drink, but thinks that you know people who smoke dope, 
or like, you know, that do heroin or pills or whatever. Well, that's, you know, that's a real problem. And it's like, so if they made alcohol illegal tomorrow, you're such a good citizen that you'll go along with it. No, you won't. You'll buy a bootleg because you have you have an addiction. They could ban Skittles tomorrow. Bitch, I'll find them. I will find them Skittles. You have no idea. <laughs> ban Reese cups? I don't think so. I will always find a way to get that peanut butter chocolate deliciousness. It's just you can't. The black market will provide. Always. Always. And it's never closed. I like yeah. snacks. It's open even on Christmas and Hanukkah. All mm-hmm. eight days. So don't give me that. Rosh Hashanah too, by the way. Yom Kippur, I don't know. Maybe some of the stores will be closing the black I don't market. know. We'll it's, I mean, people are crazy. They are crazy. And I honestly, that. like you can't really. So I was thinking about this and, you know, you've been talking for a while and I didn't want to interrupt you. And so I was thinking, you know how <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude. That sounded she was like, you were talking for a while, you fucking windbag. I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I, I've kind of been thinking, you know, how like Infowars has been in the news and Alex Jones, like for his indicting, you know, or mm-hmm. uh, not indicting. Um, I'm sorry. That was the wrong. <laughs> that was the wrong term. Um, no, that's Mr. Trump's. Yeah. Mr. Trump has been indicted or will be indicted. or will be indicted. Um, and Alex Jones has been um, he has been found liable for defamation. However, I kind of have put the two things in connection. And, you know, I might be a um, conspiracy theorist um, a little bit in this connection. All However, right. Donald Trump used Alex Jones to get support, to get votes. And if it if the shadow government's real and the establishment is real and they don't want anybody to interfere, then Trump being elected interfered and he was able to interfere because of Alex Jones's listeners. Yeah, I think there's OK. You make a good point there for sure. So I, I think there's a connection there. All right. In my conspiracy theorist head. Fair enough. And, you know, that's that it. It's totally possible. It's Perhaps totally- they're making an example out of both of them and saying uh, in the future, don't bring your inflammatory ass, you know, to our party because we're going to destroy you. Could be. Or, you know, maybe you shouldn't know. run your mouth about, you know, somebody's uh, dead kids and whatever. I mean, Donald Trump. Oh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely he wasn't invited to the party. It's funny, though. A lot of these things didn't really I think there's cause to I think there's empirical evidence to support this claim. He really wasn't attacked until he became a so-called Republican. Right. He was, you know, the Democrat. He was he, Hillary and Bill Clinton came to his wedding. The third one. Um, Cause he's a pious Christian, obviously um, that's my favorite. Very much so. Dude, isn't that, isn't that your favorite part? Like the whole time, like the Christian right just went, like they started jizzing everywhere for this guy. And he has like, we don't believe in jack shit and we have better morals than he does. Like, I mean, are you, I don't think Donald Trump is a Christian. I don't think he believes in anything except himself. Psalms thirteen twenty two, grab him by the pussy. <laughs> so saith the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You know, um, yeah. sometimes they like it when you grab him by the pussy. So it's, saith the Lord. It's just locker room talk. Okay. Hey, you know, locker room talk. that sounds like my kind of lady, you know? <laughs> I like it. That's funny. But yeah, like the grift is totally on these people and they're willing to like go to war and die for this clown that's just looking at you like you know, like Lenin looked at these uh 
these uh, they call it well, useful idiots. That's what he said, right? You're useful idiots. It's the same stuff. You're being you're being taken for a ride. It's a grift. It always has been. It always will be. And there's uh, as P.T. Barnum says, there's a sucker born every minute. Don't be a sucker. Um, speaking of well, I mean, not so much speaking of suckers, speaking of really, really awful stuff. So the Internet in, you know, the Liberty Internet, I won't say Twitter as much because I'm really, like I said, I've been sticking to my word. I only get on there for maybe 10 minutes a day tops because that's about as much negativity as I possibly can digest. I have my own problems, let alone the garbage that's on Twitter. Plus, Brian keeps lighting up the group chat with stuff that pisses us off. Like he's like, hey, it's 4 a.m. I'm going to go ahead and send this to you because I want to ruin your day before it even starts. And I wake up and I look at it. I'm like, God damn it <laughs> hey good morning here's your reminder that the world is miserable <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much so this is a good one you guys heard about um the eighty-seven thousand agents that the irs is hiring right yes yeah that's very exciting for those of you who are looking to get into some federal law enforcement uh that you do need to be in shape though like I wouldn't be able to join. They'd be like, what is your, you know, what's your cardio? I, they would look at me and be like, listen, bro, I'd we know like, you ain't got the it. The answer is bacon. The b- <laughs> what's your cardio? Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, heart attack. That's my cardio. That's why I'm not going to run. I have this car. Um, but, just, uh, cardio is eating BLTs. Yeah, sure. Sure it is. So this is interesting. This is from the National Review. And it's the IRS deletes job posting seeking applicants willing to use deadly force. Ooh, interesting. The IRS deleted a job posting Wednesday seeking a special agent willing to use deadly force, quoted, by the way, for its law enforcement division criminal investigation. The deletion came amid renewed scrutiny of the IRS in response to a Democrat-backed spending bill that would double the size of the agency. As special as a special agent, you will combine your accounting skills with <laughs> law enforcement skills to investigate financial crimes, <laughs> the job advertisement read. No matter what the source, all income earned, both legal and illegal, has the potential of becoming involved in crimes which fall within the investigative jurisdiction of the IRS criminal investigation. Because of the expertise required to conduct these complex financial investigations, IRS special agents are considered the premier financial investigators for the federal government. The job posting continued. The major duties listed on the I said duties listed in the job <laughs> description include a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job and being willing to to willing and able to participate in arrest, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. It also included a requirement of carrying a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. And there's a picture of the uh, job duties. The internet is forever. So special agents in the CI team are not new and have been trained to handle handguns, shotguns, and long guns for years. Agents are issued one handgun for their career, according to Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration. In 2021, annual IRS annual report highlights the CI team focuses on crimes including identity theft, general tax fraud, cyber crimes, international crimes, and more. The CI team has a special agent at um, attached station attaché stations in 11 foreign countries. The post was deleted Monday after the job notice was shared on Twitter by documentarian Ford Fisher, garnering thousands of interactions. 
The IRS did not immediately respond to the inquiry from National Review asking why they deleted the job posting. The Democrat-backed spending bill, the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, ha, 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 very funny, was narrowly passed Sunday by the Senate, with Vice President Camel Toe Harris casting the deciding vote. The bill allocates $79.6 $79. billion. $79.6? Yeah. Yeah. That was a Freudian slip there. It was. Someone's getting fucked. Um, <laughs> So wait a second. Just so you know, they've got money for eighty-seven thousand agents, but they don't have money to, uh, you know, fund protection for their public schools when their your children are, you know, they're you know they're in charge of their care and safety. There's no money for that. There's no money to make your kids safe at school, but they have money for IRS agents because at the end of the day, what matters as long as you pay the tax man, as long as you pay that bill. And by the way, somebody made the case, you can agree or disagree, that rich people are not going to be the ones who are going to be subjected to this sort of thing because they have the money to fight it. They have money for lawyers. They have money for taking it to litigation if the the federal, you know, if the feds come for them, that the agents in question here are for the poor. And, I, you know, I, you can make a decision about that. I, You already know how I feel about that. Like, it's always the people, the people at the bottom are always the ones who end up getting the bill. That's just how it works. Okay, this is not a communist show. This is not a socialist thing. It's got nothing to do with that. I think you have to be pretty retarded not to realize that that it's always the people, the poor people, who suffer uh, the uh, the consequences of this sort of action. Just like you know, for example, you know how people make fun of like you know the Appalachian folk, the Hill Jacks, deep in the cut, as it were. You know these kind of folks until there's a war, in which case they're heroes until they come home and then. The government doesn't want to pay for their medical bills. That's why there's a wounded warrior project, because everybody loves them until they are no longer useful. And by everyone, I mean the feds. So, yeah, it's always the people who pay the price for all the decisions that the, that the government do, makes are always those who are not economically in a position to resist. Um, and with the country suffering through massive inflation, by the way, I want everybody to pay close attention. Remember all the jerk offs that posted on social media that Joe Biden, the president specifically, the office of the president is not responsible for gas prices. Wait and see until they start saying, well, Joe brought the price of gas down. Wait and see for it. Wait and see. I'm waiting and watching because I'm going to be like, hold on a second. Four months ago, you told me he had nothing to do with it. Now you're sucking his dick. Which one is it? I mean, commit to it. Either tickle his ass while you're blowing him or don't blow him at all. But either way, we need to shit or get off the pot. But wait and see, because people they think that you don't remember. I remember. And I know that you're all a bunch of liars. Not not you guys, but those guys. Uh, $79.6 billion to the IRS over the next 10 years to enhance the agency, including funding for taxpayer services, enforcement, operation support, and business system modernization. Like I said, you have money for people who are losing their homes because they were told that they couldn't go to work. You have money for the generation of wealth that was lost by individuals during the coup. No, you have money for schools to make them safer, to hire, I don't know. Some mm, mm, mm. Uh, uh, uh. No, we don't uh, have money. Uh, uh. <laughs> That's a Jurassic Park uh, reference, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sam Jackson was in that. Uh, 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 very nice. Um, but yeah, no, there's no money for that. There's no money for your concerns. Just pay up, sucker. So yeah, I I don't know what to make of all of this. And listen, you're going to write your congressperson through your blue in the face. They want it. They're getting it. Okay. They're one, they're, I mean, forget it. I just, I'm blown away by this statistic. Almost $80 million, $80 million, what that could do for a lot of regular folk in this country who are really having a hard time, really having a hard time. No, no, there's no money for you. It's your money that we took from you, but it's not for you. Nope. Only for federal agents willing to use deadly force. Yeah. I mean... I, I, you know, a good thing the Browns are looking good this year, I guess, because there's not a lot of positives uh, coming out today. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of good stuff. Uh, Angel, do you have anything else? I'm just about all tapped out. I don't want to get yelled at for talking too much more, uh, just like I was previously. I, I didn't yell at you. Reprimanded. I you. Right, you fucking windbag blowhard son of a bitch. <laughs> I was trying to make a point, and you just kept going over there, sucking up, hoovering all the oxygen out of the room. Yeah. That's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you got anything, Angel? I do not know. Okay. Uh, look for a B-side this weekend. There's something I'm going to be talking about. Um, there's an ancient stone tomb. Uh, that uh, they're working on right now in Wales. We're going to be talking about that. We try to keep it a little lighthearted. Nobody told us if they believed in, like, uh, we did something about chiropractors. Nobody told us uh, what they thought of Mencken's take on chiropracting. Uh, we also did a show not to, uh, what was it, on Saturday, Angel? Angel's been on both, two in a row. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Two in a row. So check out the B side. Remember, it's two bucks. It's inflation proof. Um, can't buy much for two bucks, but you can buy additional content on the site. Um, check out the Patreon. It's excellent. Christopher, do you have anything else before we wrap up this rather short year? Sometimes we go for an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes today, but it looks like we're getting it in under an hour and 20, which I'm impressed with. No, I'm good, man. All right. Uh, any, is there any punk rock shows coming up anytime soon? Uh, not soon soon like the end of september um my uncle that passed away a couple years ago they started doing an annual benefit show um to raise money for a scholarship uh a music scholarship in his name um so we'll probably be playing that um that's i think like it's saturday september 24th it'll be in bolivar okay bolivar i had a place called vons i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that's where it's at but uh be there aside from that um we still gotta we gotta give our final listen for the the record to make sure there's nothing else we gotta touch up before we start planning out the next phase Um, awesome getting some merch getting the the uh the cover art done shit like that excellent excellent i'm really looking forward to that it's exciting uh, ages of apathy. Uh, really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, to checking out the final product. It's going to be awesome. So, nobody has anything else. I would like to uh, remind everybody also about the gravel ride that we talked about that Team Mandalore is going to be a part of. Don't forget about that. It's some exciting stuff that's coming your way. Again, I went over the details a few times already. Uh, for those of you, there's going to be an additional post. 
So be sure to check it out uh, and make sure that you get into it. Uh, again, they're running a really cool thing. Like there's several different categories and every category has the same price. I mean, one of them is 100 miles. There's going to be beer and like a giant pizza roll thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go or not. Before it was a maybe or may not. I might actually be out of town. Um, I have to communicate with a relation of mine that might be coming out this way uh, to see what's happening. So you have to forgive me if I don't make it out. Just know that, um, you know, it's going to be really exciting and it's, it's welcome to everybody. You know, if you want to get in on it, that would be great. Uh, once again, that's going to be out. I, I'll put it on the um, on the website. I know I've been dropping the ball with that a lot lately, and you have to forgive me for that. Like it's just I I keep forgetting to do it, but uh, the details will be up. It's the gravel ride uh, for Team Mandalore, the nice big race. And don't forget, they are a sponsor. Ray Faba Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes also our sponsor. I Pain Acronol Accidents or Happy Accidents, another fine sponsor. And, of course, AgorasNexus.com, our friends uh, Brandon and Dag, sponsor of the show, the premier sponsor of the Use Guys in that podcast. Check it out. Finally, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I have to talk to you about something very private matter, if you will. It uh, sometimes is a sensitive matter, and that is the condition of your tackle box. Now, the last couple, if you go without a shower for maybe a day or two in this kind of weather that we're having here, a bit of a heat wave, uh, well, it's kind of dissipated a little bit. Yeah, like Christopher's doing, you're going to get the stinky ass wave. Like it's no good. It stinks. If you go a couple of days and you're washing with a regular detergent soap, you're just drying out your skin and your stink is going to return. You're not going to smell fresh and clean for that special someone or someones. If you're more than a one horse cowboy, which is fine. I just hope they don't find out about each other. Uh, good luck to you. But um, you got to wash up. You got to stay clean. Now, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, Labor Day is right around the corner. The official end to the summer season, even though summer doesn't end until after September 20th. But still, officially, it's the last day of summer. You don't want to spend the last day of summer smelling like ball vinegar, being a disgusting mess, not smelling appropriate for the people around you. Please consider other people and wash yourself with Todd's Gay Soap. Todd's Gay Soap is clinically proven to keep you smelling fresh and clean uh, for uh, a long time uh, and being very pleasant for others. A couple different flavors out there. Todd doesn't know how much soap he has saved up. Once again, there was this big discussion. We don't know. I have to go back and supervise the soap production like I did last year and see what's happening. Uh, but please uh, check out the gay soap. Those of you who have already had the gay soap can attest to the greatness of the gay soap, keeping you fresh and clean for the people around you, yourself presentable, good smelling soap. Because Todd's gay soap is... <laughs> thank you very much uh we love you guys use guys in that at gmail.com at use guys pod i'd like to thank uh i'd like to thank lexi i'd like to thank elliot i'd like to thank jaron i'd like to thank riley uh i'd like to thank all of you guys and of course uh i want to get this right because i <laughs> I just I wanted to say East Side fucker, but I know that's not it. It's Dustin. Your your screen name, your actual handle is East Side Fucker. F O C K E. I was like, is it fucker? No, it's not. So forgive me, <laughs> Dustin. I wanted to make sure. Thank you very much, uh, all of you. Dustin, you are now known as East Side Fucker. Sorry, I didn't say East Side Fucker. That wasn't me. That wasn't me, but I'd like to thank all of you very much. Uh, I'd like to thank Amy as well. 
I'd like to thank Valerie. You're all wonderful people. Thank you very much uh, for uh, being uh, such dedicated uh, supporters of the show. Appreciate you guys. Take yes. care. And I hope the Bengals do well for Dustin. I'm pulling for you, pal. I even bought YouTube TV to watch the Super Bowl, and I was highly disappointed as you were. Didn't work out for Cincinnati stand. Maybe this year with the new white uniforms. I'm on. I'm, I'm hoping for you, pal. I'm pulling for you. Thank you, everybody. Check it out. Look for the B-side this weekend. Bye. Peace out, my East Side fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>